This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources. All available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we... You know, it's, it's get ready for school time. You know, you've seen it on TV. You've heard it on the news. It's all over the place. Christianity is under attack and no place and, and no place is this attack more vehement than on the public school campuses around the United States of America. The battle has raged so much that there's hit movies about the subject. Pure Flix produced a movie. God's not dead. God's not dead, too. If you haven't seen him, you should definitely get him out and get him rented or buy him. Go to pureflix.com. The battle has raged all around our school teachers. They can barely wear a cross around their neck without being persecuted. And if they mention Jesus in the classroom, watch out. So how do we reach our public school kids? How do we equip them for their workplace, which is their school classroom? First Priority of America has a local branch right here in Tampa Bay called First Priority of Tampa Bay. Pretty original name. Find them online at firstpriorytampa.org, firstpriorytampa.org. We're going to talk today with two representatives from this organization, firstpriorytampa.org. Amber Johansson, she's the executive director of First Priority of Tampa Bay, and Jen Atkinson, she's their community director. Now, that's not like a... Yeah, it's not a community involvement person. She's community director for First Priority Tampa Bay. Keep in mind, what we're doing today, we're talking to you, the parents, about how your kids can get involved in bringing the gospel to their, to their workplace, which is their school. It's one of those workplaces we don't get to talk about very often. And I promise next time we bring these guys back on the air, we'll bring some students with them. But today here in Tampa Bay, it's the last day before school starts. None of the kids wanted to give up their day to come in the studio because they're going back to school tomorrow. That's mostly true. We might not have asked anybody either. But anyway, <laughs> Amber Johansson, Jen Atkinson, Martha, it's fun to have these two in the studio. Welcome to you two. Thank you. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Are you doing a Facebook Live thing I again? just went live. Oh, all right. So Woo-hoo! Martha's live on Facebook Live. You want to check us out, go out to our Facebook page, I Work For Him. That's I Work, the number four, him. You can see what it looks like in studio, in action. When we have guests not calling in, we can do this. All right. So let's get talking about, well, Martha's got a verse for us for today. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to make disciples, Matthew twenty eight nineteen to share the gospel, Romans ten fourteen and to love others, Matthew twenty two thirty nine. With this in mind, we partner with youth pastors Trial. to train their students for campus ministry. This is right from your website, Amber Johansson. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Um, we are not trying to replace church. We're trying to partner with churches and to help them help them um, allow their students to be missionaries on, on the local school campuses. So let's just, your workplace is in the offices of a nonprofit here in Tampa Bay that is part of a countrywide initiative to reach our students on high school. It's just high school campuses, right? No, actually, it's middle and high school. It is. Yes. All right. So we got, there's hope for seventh graders too. I knew there was hope for seventh graders. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was hope. I knew. Those of you that remember what it's like to be a seventh grader, you know why I'm joking about that. All right. How does your work with FirstPriorityTampa.org, how does your work, Amber Johansson, as the executive director, somehow reflect what God's passion for reaching the lost? 
Well, and some people may not be aware of this, but the largest unreached people group in America are students. Um, as all the research is showing us, Barna Group and every Pew Forum, they're telling us that this generation is the most unchurched. Um, they don't know God. And they have no basis or foundation of God's word. And certainly Jen and I are experiencing this weekly when we um, visit these clubs. It, it's really a sad thing to see. They don't have any basis of religion. And what they do know about Jesus is usually wrong. And so when we look at the mission field and the opportunity to reach students, we see it is such a rich opportunity. And just the sheer numbers of students, just in Hillsborough County alone, it's the eighth largest school district. You're, you're talking 100,000 students. Now, that's not just middle and high school, but, but the numbers are huge. And when God says, go and make disciples, he's talking about our youth, and we cannot count that out. When you look at all of the students in Tampa Bay, and again, we got people listening all over the country, all over the country, they are... Uh, People are hearing us on iHeartRadio, Let's Talk Faith.com. They're listening to the the podcast, the rebroadcast on, on Talk America Radio. How many students total are in Tampa Bay? I mean, there's got to be five or six hundred thousand all over Tampa Bay, aren't there? Well, I think, yes. If you combine and aren't we cover Hillsborough, Pinellas and Pasco County, um, you're looking at and then if you count the charter schools, you're looking at over three hundred thousand, close to four hundred thousand students. And that's just the northern half of Tampa Bay. You get to the southern half, you get into Sarasota, Bradenton, that part. I mean, so you're adding there's a half a million students here in Tampa Bay. And we know that in church numbers, 80 percent of those kids guaranteed aren't going to church. It's probably even a higher number than that. It is higher. I think the, the most recent number I heard was between between 10 and 12 percent are um, participating in a youth group. Now, that because it drops off after elementary, once you start looking at the numbers in middle and high school and, and the youth pastors we work with, it really drops off when you get into the senior, the junior and senior years of high school. They, they hardly have any students from that age group. That's amazing. All right. So, Jen, to you, Jen Atkinson. You've li- been a listener of I Work For Him, you and your husband, for a lot of times. You're a three time attendee. To the I work for him, cruise your way to a better marriage retreat. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> uh, and attending the fourth cruise your way to a better marriage retreat. Woo! All right. So, how does the message of I work for him resonate with you? Well, I work for him resonates in everything we do. I mean, whether it's your marriage, whether it's just family, parenting, friendships, uh, Students, ministry, whatever. It's all ministry. So um, being a three-time attendee on the cruise has um, definitely opened up our eyes to the fact that our mission field is obviously first our marriage, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere we go. So it definitely resonates with me. So you got some people listening today that may go, hey, I don't know. Should we go out to this marriage cruise thing? Was it really valuable for your marriage? Absolutely. And and. I feel like some people look at a marriage cruise as like, oh, that's that means like we're in trouble and we don't want to we don't want to do that. Well, whether you're in trouble or not, it's just an awesome time to spend with your spouse. Yeah, with no interruptions, no children, absolutely, no children, no internet, no cell phone. Yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, it's it a lot might, of fun. It takes a second, it takes a minute for you to chill out, but once you do, you it's unforgettable. I love that. Thank you. Did you? And you got all on video. That's fantastic. I got Martha. most love of it. it. I had a little connection. Oh, Martha's having connection issues. Make sure you check us out. We're Facebook living today. Against my better judgment, because my face was meant for radio, not for TV. So, Amber. Okay. First priority of America. What is the? What's the mission of First Priority of America? The mission of First Priority America is is an equipping. It's an equipping ministry. So, um, to equip students to equip and train them to trial share the gospel on public camp campuses to equip and ex- 
Say it again. I, I know. Equip and train. Equip and train students to be able to bring the gospel onto their campuses. Yes. And yes. do it effectively. Yes. And so First Party America is the overarching um, national organization. Mm-hmm. And then each community, um, we have we have a First Party of South Florida. There's a First Party of Alabama. There's actually 26 communities um, so each community is a separate um, 501c3, but we are in a covenant relationship with the national organization. All right. So we have people listening in again, as I said before, all over the country. And when I highlight a ministry here in Tampa, I try to make it one that we could reproduce that could be branched out all across the country. First Priority of America could go in any city across the country. Absolutely. They've been around for 26 years. They've been doing ministry for a really long time. And I believe in South Florida, they are on 160 public school campuses. So they have a proven strategy and a proven ministry that works. That's really cool. I love that. Okay. So why did you first get involved? Well, first part of Tampa Bay started here in 2009. And when it came into the Bay Area, it was started by a friend of mine, um, Scott Averitt, and he, he wanted to, he needed a school and it just was a perfect fit. My son was going into a school here locally. He was going into middle school and it just worked out perfectly. So the very first organization club was at, at my son's school, who is now a sophomore in college. And I just loved the ministry. I loved what they were doing. I loved how they created community for Christians on campus and gave students an opportunity to share their faith and to really own their faith. And so over the years, I acted as a volunteer and then eventually took over as the director Four years ago. Well, and really what I want to dig out here today is that this is not just a is not a club to gather together all the Christians. This is actually an this is an outreach giving kids a chance to share their faith, but to engage other students who just want to ask legitimate questions, right? I mean it's it's about asking giving people an opportunity to actually learn the truth. That is the main focus. Um, It's not a Bible study. It's not a youth group. It's not a discipleship program. And we tell students that as we're training them so that they don't try to replace church with what we're doing. It is simply an opportunity to reach the unchurched. And so we realize we're creating a bridge. There may be students that are not able to go to church or would not go to church. And so if their friend begins to share their faith with them, that bridges them to the church. And then eventually uh, we encourage this, our student leaders to invite their friends to be at church and go to church to be discipled. All right. We're talking today, Martha. We're talking about first priority here in Tampa. That's right. All right. And can you talk and video I, at the I'm same gonna time? I'm going to try my very best. But you're supposed to have it facing you when we're okay. doing this. Okay. All right. So, talking to me. So the, the question is, now our... We, we both grew up on campuses that were public schools. We both went to school. We did. Well... I for sure did sort of. Okay. We got two. Win- We're going to want two winners today, Michael. All right. So at least if we get more, we'll figure something. Out. We'll figure something. Out. We've got some great new CDs and stuff. Okay. So we were we lived in a camp. We went and lived in a campus. What was like twenty seven hundred students in our high school? Yes, yes. Martha and I met in high school in our junior year. Uh, Nine hundred plus kids, almost a thousand kids in our in our graduating class. Mm-hmm. How cool would it have been to have a first priority group on our campus in Burnsville, Minnesota? Well, I think it would have been really amazing. I mean, I really want to hear the the meat and potatoes of what it really looks like and have our listeners hear that. But um, I I don't think we had much guidance at all no, as we didn't. far we, as we what didn't. we were doing. Remember, we sat down in front of the choir room once a week and did kind of a Bible study. And sometimes you were there, sometimes you're flirting with all my friends. Yeah, I might not remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way that went down. I was always watching. I don't know what just you're so talking know, about. Just so you know, I was watching. Okay. All right. We're going to get back to Can Ann. I turn this off of me now? Yes, you can. Okay, you're blushing? You're okay. Good. All right. All right. We've got in studio today, uh, Amber Johansson. She's the executive director right here of First Priority Tampa. And Jen Atkinson, she's the super duper community coordinator. She gets people involved. What is it? Community involvement? Is that what it is? 
What, what is your title? title? Well, it, it was community director, and now it is Pinellas County director. Pinellas yes. County director. She's got a whole county. Now there's a million people in Pinellas County. And how and, many students do you know in, in Pinellas County? In Pinellas County. Is it, is Joel probably like knows 90, that number. 90,000 students in Pinellas? It's a I big number. I want to say over 100,000. Hey, I want to thank Alana for calling in and listening to I work for and winning a shirt. <laughs> now, Michael, which one did she win? She wants to go with the V-neck. V-neck is given Good to choice, Alana, Alana, so we still have a large uh, T-shirt, regular neck, that you can give to your student. <laughs> this stuck in it. Very large. Traditional. This is, trial would be soar on eagle's wings it is a really cool picture of an eagle if you've it is, got it's kind of like a that's right call the studio line eight seven something. it doesn't look like a body tattoo at all eight seven seven nine four three ninety six seventy three it's pretty focus cool. martha i'm trying to get okay. past this eight seven seven nine four give her a camera i can't get her to be quiet okay eight seven seven nine four three ninety six seventy three okay let's talk about first priority mm-hmm. they're amber they're not they're, these aren't bible studies you said they're right before the break so they're, what are they? They're not. And, and I think that that's one of the challenges we face because students want to turn the club or group into what they are familiar with. Sure. So we have to constantly battle that and help them to understand that it's not a Bible study because if, if it's a Bible study, number one, that should happen at a church and not a, that's the church. That's where students should be gathering to do a Bible study. And we don't want to take that away from the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also don't want unbelieving students to feel they're excluded. So it's not a youth group. It's not a discipleship program, as I mentioned before. It is simply a way for unchurched kids to hear the gospel message. Um, for a lot of these students, they've either never heard the gospel or they've not heard it correctly. So we want them to have that opportunity. And the way that we do it is by having um, the Christian students share their faith stories and the gospel message. So they get both of those every four weeks. So, but part of this, Jen, that as you've been involved with First Priority for a couple of years now, right? Yes. Okay. Part of the really cool part about this is that you guys are, it's not like you're trying to recruit a student going, hey, just do this. You guys are training these students. Yes. Yep. That's, What's that's that look our like? job. Well, we, um, our goal is to have an, a large annual training, which we usually do in, for Hillsborough County. But this year we're going to be doing one in Pinellas as well. First time ever for Pinellas. It's going to be on August 19th, August 19th. And the revive, we call it revive student training. And then the one in Hillsborough is going to be on August 12th. Okay, so these trainings, August twelfth. That's the uh, that's what's what Saturday. That's that this is weekend. This Saturday. Okay. All right. So these trainings. What are these students learning at these trainings, Amber? Well, we bring in our best student leaders to lead the training, and so we want to reflect to our students what it looks like to be student leaders, and then we walk them through um, the four-week hope cycle, which is our strategy for campus ministry, and then we break them into um, groups by their schools, and then we help them through the process of relaunching their club and the process of running the club so that it is it is not only is it sustainable but it's also growing so it's it's a one and a half or two hour training and um the students who come get the opportunity to figure out how to relaunch their existing club or to start a new club okay so relaunch a club or or start a new club how many clubs do you have in hillsborough county we have 28 in hillsborough okay so is that 28 schools that's 28 schools so how 28 schools out of how many potential schools in this county where Tampa lies? Well, that's that's a changing number in Hillsborough because they keep adding charter schools. So um, mm-hmm. we would love to be on every high school campus in Hillsborough County, which would be 78 
by 2020, but okay. that number could increase as we're speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and Jen, how many schools do you have as potential in Pinellas County? And again, Pinellas County, for those of you listening outside of the, the we're talking about first priority Tampa today. First Priority is a ministry that equips students to bring their faith and share their faith on their high school campuses. And we're talking about it here so that you can learn about it, so you can spread it across the nation, because our students need to be equipped with the gospel, with learning how to share their faith, because so many of the students they're surrounded by are living hopeless lives that are they're in desperate search for meaning. And Jesus is only going to answer those questions for those students, but you can't, you know, if you're a youth pastor, you can't go on high school campus and start preaching the gospel. It's, it's not happening anymore. You, if you're a parent, you just don't get free reign on the high school campus anymore. We need to equip our students. So first priority Tampa can be multiplied across the country, and Amber Johansson can tell you how to do it. Just look her up online at firstpriorytampa.org, firstpriorytampa.org. Okay, so... I, I don't remember what my question was, but I want to make sure I plugged you guys again. How many schools okay. are there in, in Pinellas, Pinellas County? County? Pinellas County is where Clearwater, Florida is. Okay. So you knew that already. But how many schools are there? So we've got about 16 high schools and probably about 25 middle schools. Okay. So 41 schools about. Yeah. And how many uh, clubs? How many clubs? How many first priority groups do you have? Well, in this past school year, it was our second year during doing first priority in Pinellas. And we had three schools, which are Seminole High, Osceola. Trial. Willis High and Largo High. And this year we'll be starting back in those, and it looks like we potentially are starting four new clubs this month. Okay. Wow. We'll be in seven. So That's very, great. very, very cool. So in the area around where you live, you've been able to conquer that and working with churches, because I know that the thing you were looking for is introductions to pastors getting so that you could use the pastors to get to meet the students, so you could meet the students that were going to church in order to be able to train them. That was part of right. the routine, wasn't it? Right. Well, when I was hired as the community director, that was my job, was to kind of spread out in my community, which I live in Seminole. So these three schools were the high schools that were that were right in my neighborhood. And so I reached out to these schools. We got these clubs going, trained the students. Um, and then we've just continued a leadership development with them. And then um, as we saw, like, okay, this this is sustainable. This is going. Um, how are we going to spread? We've got to spread this out. And there's there's tons of schools. So how key, Amber and Jen, was that relationship with pastors to get it to students in order to get those groups started? Go ahead, Jen, you first, because you, you were you've been... it, it's very key. In fact, the the way that I even heard about first priority was through our previous youth pastor. And um, so having the youth pastor care about this as a as a very important uh, strategy for meeting with students and helping to train them and working as a team, partnering with the church. That's what we do. I mean, we don't we don't want to do anything except partner with the church to reach students and train them and help be that uh, resource for pastors and students to be able to do this on their campus. Hey, I'd like to thank Marianne for also calling in from Holiday. She wins the regular neck t-shirt, the one with the eagle on it. I really appreciate you calling in for listening, Marianne. We'll get that out to you in the mail as quick as we can, but thanks for listening. So, Amber, talk about this yeah, you've got all these groups. Tw- I think would you said twenty eight in Hillsborough County. Yes. Okay, I didn't write the number down. That was amazing. I remember that. <laughs> so, in those twenty eight groups, how many students do those groups represent? You know, you said there was a hundred thousand students in just Hillsborough County, and Hillsborough County is where Tampa is based out of. Right, and so our average weekly attendance is is around five hundred. Um, that's one way of looking at it. But I'll give you some some actual tangible numbers. Um, we have a middle school in Ebor where we get ninety. 80 or 90 students a week in, at the, that come to the group. We have a high school in South County 
where they are, they meet on club day and they run anywhere from 150 to 160 kids. Wow. So it just depends on the school and when they're meeting and what that looks like. And that, that number can ebb and flow. So talk to me. These You said these are not Bible studies. So give me really quick, what does one of these meetings look like? Look like. Um, we definitely have a set strategy for them. So students know when they go in what to expect. And the way that we work is on a four-week cycle that's repeated throughout the, the school year. So there's there's 10 cycles. And the cycle is based on the HOPE strategy, which is help each other seek God, overcome your fear of sharing God, prepare your faith story, and then engage your campus for Christ. And so each one of those weeks has a different focus, and then tied to it are um, Bible lessons and questions, which can be found on our phone app. So all these resources are, the students go on to or use, utilize our phone app to get all of the lessons. This is a ministry that equips students to bring their faith effectively to their their, their high school and middle school campuses. This is a student-run ministry, but it's equipped by First Priority of Tampa and overall across the nation, First Priority of America. This is, we've got to train up our students to be able to bring their faith with them. No more sitting in the pews and, and being entertained on Sundays. This is an organization that will help your students live out their faith in their workplace, which is their schools. So what I want to just ask this question. You, Amber, you said it several times, this is a student-led ministry. Yes. So there's, and you said there's no adults allowed. Well, we are allowed to have adult volunteers, but we are not allowed to be there every week in the in the group meetings. But you said teachers could get involved. Well, the teachers cannot be actively involved, but they can be in a custodial role. So, so um, they're sweeping the floors? It does sound like that, doesn't it? And I've actually tried to get clarity on this from our attorney, um, but unfortunately the Supreme Court has not um, defined the term. But under the Equal Access Act and other um, Supreme Court law, the 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 teacher cannot be actively participating in the meetings, but they can be there to make sure that the meetings are run effectively. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Trial. Run effectively. Are run sustainable. That's okay. probably a better word. That the, 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 the groups are sustainable. And do, you, do the students get to pick and choose their custodian teacher? Make sure we have a Christ follower custodian teacher as opposed to an atheist custodian teacher? Well, ideally, and, and in the best case scenario, that's what it looks like. And, and you have a teacher who understands the law and is following the law and is supporting the students um, in their, their goal. And it's sustainable, but it's not always the case. Sometimes we, we just need a teacher in the room, so we're following the law. And if we have students who are really committed to following the HOPE cycle and have been well-trained, they're good to go. We're going to take a break from talking about faith. Uh, wow. How about this? First priority, Tampa.org. And we're going to talk to a student, one of our favorite students right here. And I work for him. And no, it's not one of my children. My kids are out of college now. But about two years ago, you'll remember, we brought Paige Morell on the studio, uh, into the studio while on the line because she won a whiteboard contest with the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics, talking about faith and work in a whiteboard sketch. And she won a scholarship, and we and when we interviewed her, she took my breath away because she understands what we talk about and I work for him all the time. I've asked Paige to call back a couple of times. Paige, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hi, Tim. Thanks so much for having me back. Well, it's always fun to have you on there. How was the first year of college? It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I loved it. So what was, how was your faith strengthened and challenged in your first year of college? Um, well, I would say because I was on a Christian campus and living in community with a lot of other believers, I was 
really being pushed and held accountable for being intentional with my faith. So that was incredibly helpful and something that I've brought home with me now that I'm back home from school. So talk to me about this summer. How did, what did you do this summer that connected your faith to your work? Were you, were you able to get a job this summer, summer work? Yeah, I am. I'm actually working a, a few different places. And also, I'm still running my business, The Story Sketcher. Um, so you're busy. So, so talk to me yeah, about that I connection. Have. Talk to me about how you're putting your faith into action in your workplace. Yeah, so this summer I've actually spent quite a bit of time uh, studying more about the idea of vocation and calling from a biblical perspective. So this month I've been participating in a few different studies with um, some professors I know here and studying on work and calling and ministry in the light of creation and redemption. And I'm also in another book study where we're going through a book and discussing how the gospel is permeating all of life, including work. So I guess this summer I've been spending a lot of time focusing and relearning how faith is supposed to shape your entire work worldview. I love that. That's fantastic. Okay, so when we were emailing, getting you set up for today's interview, you Mm -hmm. said, hey, you're not going back to the same college. So what are you going to do this fall? Well, actually, I am going back to the same college, but I'm not going back on campus. So I have about a year's worth left of school, and I've decided to come back home and finish up the last bit online. How's that going to work for you? How do you, how do you deal with not having the interaction with fellow students? Yeah, it's a bit of a challenge. I am a very extroverted person, so not waking up and seeing five different people five minutes after waking up has been a little bit of a change. But and did you have to move I back think, in with mom and dad, though? I did, okay, yes. But then you get to mooch then a little. That's okay. It's, mooching is okay. That's what us parents want. We want our kids to mooch <laughs> as long as we can. All right, so as you look at finishing up school this year, and and you're going to do it online, so you're still going to be working. You're going to be doing the story sketcher mm-hmm. stuff. You're going to be working these other jobs as well? Yes. Okay, so talk to me about... You, you, you've now, you, you've seen the real world out there for a whole year on a college campus. You've seen how mm-hmm. your faith fits into what, uh, you, you know, your parents were training you up, your, your church was training you up. You, you've sought an action. What was the biggest lesson you learned this last year on college? Even though you were going to a Christian campus, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Satan mm-hmm. is alive and well no matter where we go. What was the biggest lesson you learned about the intersection of your faith and your life? Hmm. That's a great question. I think I would say something that I was really challenged to think about the past year at school was um, the standard of excellence for Christians and how we shouldn't we shouldn't be striving for perfection and everything, but we trial we should be making our we should be working to the best of our ability in all that we do and the standards that we should set for ourselves should be different and look different from the normal accepted standards of the world, which are just do the minimum to get by. We should be doing the best in everything that we do. And I think that was something that I've really been learning a lot, just the idea of excellence in work and life. And excellence is that way that we stand out because as Christ followers, we should be doing, we should be striving for excellence in everything we do. Paige, mm-hmm. I want you to stay in touch this year. Now, as we, we'll probably touch back, back with you towards the end of the school year, but just, you know, if there's ever a story, you run into stuff when you're out there in the, in the real world where you see people's faith in action. I want to hear those stories. Let's bring them on. You bring my, you be my roving reporter out there when you're, when you're <laughs> running around and then let me know so we can do some more shows together. Okay. That sounds great. All right, Paige. Thanks for calling into our work, Raymond, sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
that's the kind of students you guys are trying to raise up at First Priority Tampa. I mean, the kids that they get it and they continue to live it out even after they go to college. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's a lot of fun. I want it. We were talking about the teacher involvement, this custodian involvement, and we don't need to get caught up in it. But this, these first priority groups, you said you got seven of them going to Pinellas County, 28 in Hillsborough County. <clears throat> so we've got hundreds of students involved. How, talk to me about that average meeting that, that you, you mentioned this hope. Hope is the structure. Talk about that again, Amber. Yes, so it is a cycle that is repeated throughout the, the school year. It's the HOPE acronym, which is help each other seek God, overcome your fear of sharing God, prepare your faith story, and engage your campus for Christ. And all of those three weeks, the help, overcome, prepare, are really building up for the E-week, engage week. Um, it's preparing the students to... to um, to share their faith stories and to help unbelieving students to see how God is moving in their lives. And, and those are the stories that, that capture unbelievers to know that God is moving, that God cares and God has a purpose and a plan. And so that's what our students are doing. Then after they share those stories, they share the gospel message and an invitation, allowing students to invite Christ into their heart and to start a relationship with them. So that meeting can be, um, depending on when they meet, it has to be during non-instructional time. So it's either before or after school or during lunchtime. So the meetings can be anywhere from 30 minutes to 50 minutes, depending on how much time they're allotted. They open and close in prayer. They um, explain what first priority is. They go through that week's topic and lesson, which includes questions. And then they have a challenge at the end of the the meeting, which is either challenging them to pray for each other, challenging them to invite a friend to um, the group, or challenging them to invite a friend to church. And then they prepare prepare for the next week, whatever topic that is. So that cycle just continues throughout the school year. Same students cycling through, or the, is the hope that we you start rotating in a lot of different students all year long? The hope is um, that it would be a 50-50. 50% would be churched, grounded, trained, committed, dedicated leaders. And the other 50% would be students who are of a different faith or are unchurched or have fallen away and are coming to hear about Christ and to renew their faith or start a relationship. After somebody's made that commitment, they they said, nope, I'm going to surrender to Jesus. Do you guys have a way to plug them into church? Well, we're not allowed as adults to to do that. But do the the students that are leading have that, Mm -hmm. the the plug in, follow this app, there's the place that they can go. Yes, and we, we, we... really push that in our trainings and through our youth groups that it really is peer-to-peer relationship that they need to be inviting their friends to youth group and so we really push that and this year we saw a lot of that happening students were inviting their friends to, to church because they experienced that fellowship and community at first party but ultimately that should be the greatest expression of that should be in youth group let's talk about the impact on students jen your oldest was on campus when there was a first priority group on the campus right yes well, Okay. Yes. Was he involved? He was slightly involved. Slightly involved. He wasn't as involved as I would have liked, but his (laughs) 17-month younger sibling, Alana, has become a staple in her first priority club. So what's the impact? Talk to me about the impact. The impact, um, and I wish that Alana would call in and and tell us that, but the impact... 877-943-9673. The impact that the students have shared with me personally that, that they're getting out of this is having a place on campus to go and talk about what God's done in their life. Uh, not everybody has the same stories, but all of these students that are believers are finding this fruitfulness in their faith of having a place at school to talk to other people um, about what Christ has done in their life and what he's been you know, continuing to do and talking about the struggles, but that Christ being 
number one has has been all the difference well and that's really the key for any human being as our lives have intersected with christ and our lives been turned upside down by our relationship with him being able to share that story for teens kids teens and adults that's the key i mean you don't have to be able to argue somebody in the kingdom you have to be able to effectively communicate what christ has done in your life the 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 meth just what he's done i mean if you just talk about the impact before and after people are like really well, okay, so Amber, we talked off the air about the incredible need for churches, youth pastors to be in connection with the students that are really equipped, that are equipped by First Priority to be ready to receive students who've been impacted by the ministry of First Priority. Talk about that. Talk about that involvement, what it looks like. Absolutely. And if we have a fully engaged youth minister, and I'll give an example of one here locally, he has been involved with us for five years now, and he's just completely committed to what we're doing because he's seen the fruit of it in his own youth ministry, not only with students, new students coming to him, but his own students being used at the local school campus. And so what that looks like is um, Sunday night, he just had a first party night and he had the students in his ministry that are leaders get up and talk about what they were doing in their clubs and how it was affecting them and how it was impacting them. And then at the end of that, he had them break into their schools and talk about what campus ministry looks like. Mm-hmm. So what he is he is effectively doing is releasing his students onto these campuses that he's already trained them to do this. He's deci- he's a disciple maker. He is a mission a missionary minded person. He is he loves sharing the gospel. So he has given all this to his students and they're equipped for it. So first party has just become the expression of all that he has given to them and he's saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to see you do this." And then he supports them in prayer, he supports them by visiting their clubs and he's seeing the fruit of that in his ministry. Well, and it's important to understand that the students' right to have a first priority group is protected by the Constitution of the United States of America. America, that these students have the right to share their faith. And, and and this, you guys as First Priority Tampa and First Priority of America, you guys are equipping them to effectively share that and train others then how to do it using that hope method you're talking about. Absolutely. And one of our biggest challenges is is students and teachers and families understanding that this is a First Amendment right. Students absolutely have the right to share their faith, not only in the classroom, but in, in a group. And they can pray. They can take their Bibles to school. They can proselytize to their friends. That has been upheld over and over by the Supreme Court. So our challenge is to let people know that this is a right and an opportunity. And when our students have that information and they're armed with it, you know, they're not ugly about it, but they're standing firm and they're 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 vocalizing their faith. You know, so that's a perfect example of why we wanted to have you on the I Work For Him program, because of the fact that these students, if they get that in their school when they go to their career, when they go in their workplace, whatever that is, they're not going to have to be convinced at that point that Jesus Christ is a part of their workplace. They already see that, that their life is fully integrated. We have been so um, capsulated, leaving our lives so segmented, but these students have the opportunity to understand that Jesus Christ impacts all 24-7, so we should live that way. You know, what, you know, Jen, your husband, Joel, who is uh, on our board of directors, the two of you on our I Work Frame board of directors, we're so grateful for you guys. Joel said, hey, let's make sure the churches understand they're not paying to be involved with first priority. Mm-hmm. This is we're, we're you guys are equipping their students to go onto campus, to preach the gospel, to grab their students that have re- that have responded to the gospel and then bring them back to church. This is a partnership with the ministry, not a not an outsourcing. Absolutely. This is a free 
resourcing that we provide. We What we do with them is a partnership and they don't have to pay a, a cent. And you're doing what they can't do. Absolutely. we. That's what a partnership's all about. There's things that they are focusing and, and they're extremely busy as youth pastors. And we know that they don't have all this additional time to put into something that they would like to do. I mean, we all have that in life, but that's why you partner with someone. And I think that that, that church partnership with First Priority Tampa and First Priority all over the country is so key, Amber Johansson. As you look at the church, there's a specific role. And and really, as the body of Christ, we're all doing, we've all got specific spiritual gifts, and you're doing an equipping gift, and you're doing a harvesting gift, and, and the church is there to do the discipling, and then a further equipping gift. How hard is it to get in front of churches to explain what you're doing? It's very difficult because I think a lot of times they see parachurches as we want to take their students, we want to take their money, and I understand that. It's tough. But what we have to reiterate to them is we don't do anything off of the school campus. We don't do summer camps. We don't do things in the evenings. We don't do anything on the weekends. We are 100% focused on the school day and what's happening on the school campus. Apart from that, we are not in any way trying to compete with the church. We want to partner and make them better at what they're doing, and that's discipling students. Well, I'm going to try not to soapbox, but just understand, everybody, you don't ever hear the word para-church ministry on this show because I believe we are all part of the church, and and, it, and we're all part of the body of Christ, and there's no one there's no one centrally focused ministry. The church is all of us in our workplaces, and these students we're talking about that are involved in faith and first <laughs> in expressing their faith and learning to be equipped to take their faith to the workplace through firstpriorytampa.org. These students, that's their workplace each and every day. It's also the workplace of a lot of teachers. How often do you guys get to encourage Christ-centered teachers on the campus? Do you guys ever get to interact with them to encourage them? We do, um, particularly at the the, um, church campus level. We do interact with a lot of teachers that go to church and those are the ones we really would like to partner with and we are when we're there visiting the club and seeing the students we will try to encourage the teachers and we provide different seminar opportunities for them when we are able to jen how can people get involved with this ministry how can people come alongside of you guys you've got this training coming up this weekend august the 12th yeah for hillsborough yeah this saturday in um uh, on sa- sorry Saturday, 11 a.m. to one thirty, it's going to be at Christian Family Church. That's at 3457 West Kenyon Avenue in Tampa. This is a free event. We provide lunch. We provide the training and everything they need. And that is for Hillsboro. Right. And then Pinellas is the following Saturday, which is on the 19th, 1130 to 1 o'clock. It's going to be at Liberty Baptist Church in St. Pete, which is, I think, 9400 4th Street North. So um, on our app. And on our, on our website, you have opportunities to be able to register for this. Again, free training. Lunch is provided. Um, you don't have to know anything about the organization. Is the training for the adults or the students? The training is for the students. Okay, that's what I want to make Youth sure. Youth pastors are welcome to bring their students. Students are welcome to hitch a ride and find a way to get there and just be there. Okay. But it's, it's for the students. Right, middle so and high school. Middle, middle and high school, and high school students. School. So sixth grade through 12th grade. Okay, so here's here's the question. There's a lot of parents listening today who say, how do I get my kids involved? I mean, how do they, how do, you know, some of those kids may be a little reluctant, but this sounds like a ministry that every parent would want. They want their kids to learn how to be equipped to share their faith. How can parents get their kids involved in a group? How do they find out if there's one at their school? Well, A, I would suggest they go on our website or First contact Priority Tampa. Me. Yes, so they can contact me or have them talk to their youth pastor. There's a very good chance their youth pastor is familiar with our ministry and they can reach out to us. Mm-hmm. So you got, and just like Jen, you were doing in Pinellas County, talking to youth pastors all over the place. You got somebody in Tampa doing the same thing, in, in Hillsborough County doing the same thing? That would be me. That's you. Okay. <laughs> wow. Two yes. of you spread it out. Okay. So this is, 
if you know a youth pastor and he is interested in discipling his students to bring the gospel to the, the campuses, they need to get involved in First Priority Tampa.org. If you have a youth pastor that is not interested in teaching students and discipling students to bring the gospel to campuses, please find a new youth pastor. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We didn't uh, say it. No, they didn't. And I know, I just, you know, what, what's the point of having a youth pastor for not equipping these kids? Amber Johansson, Jen Atkinson, 15 seconds. It's all you get left. What, what's one thing you want everybody to know, Jen? Why'd you have to ask me first? Okay, Amber. That students have the right to share their faith, and we want them doing that. We want to raise up an, a generation that is not the most unreached. We want them to know Jesus Christ, and we want Amen. them to be the light and the salt that God is calling them to be. Jen? Everyone is a leader. We want anybody in first priority to know you do not have to be a presidential candidate, a, a, a trained speaker. Everyone is a leader. If you know who Jesus is, you're a leader. Amen. Check them out online, firstpriorytampa.org, firstpriorytampa.org. Those trains coming up in Hillsborough County on the 12th, Pinellas County on the 19th. Get involved. Get your students there with the youth pastors. Get it done, firstpriorytampa.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.